0: Welcome, Bird Gang. Yes, we are back. Hey, Chandler Jones is back, and Cliff Kingsbury may be back. Nothing definitive, though, for either regarding Sunday's game. Speaking of Sunday's game, on today's show, Mike Jarecki has his three keys to victory, plus the X-Factor. The Cardinals look to remain the league's only undefeated team. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 484, and it starts now. Not gonna lie, it's been a different week, as they like to say, life happens. The good news, MJ, we're here and we're talking football. It is a football Friday ahead of Week Seven.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I appreciate everyone reaching out. Uh, Everything's—we're all doing well. Of course, uh, you know, last week was uh, difficult for everyone in the building, and you know, but it didn't affect the team on the field, and that's we're going to talk about football. It's a football Friday, Big Red Friday and uh, get you ready for the Texans coming up it's the next game on the schedule I don't want to hear the wealth trap I don't want to about it looking ahead uh, this this is a different team it's one day one game at a time yeah uh, they don't give out trophies for six wins so welcome back Craig I missed you appreciate that
0: and as Vance Joseph said on Friday bird gang with respects to a trap game in his words that's BS so that's what the coaches say. That's what the players say. Of course, fans and media, that's a little bit different. But we all understand why. I mean, you got 6-0 and versus 1-5 and with the Green Bay Packers waiting on Thursday. So it's human nature. It's very easy to sit there and say, hey, we can overlook Sunday and just focus on Thursday because you're talking about an AFC opponent versus an NFC opponent. I get all that. But I'm going to go back to what Buddha Baker has said since day one one and oh each week. No one is looking past Sunday. And, you know, maybe Cliff Kingsbury is because he can afford to at this point. More on that in a moment. <laughs> but it is today, it is then Saturday, it is the practice, it is the meeting, and then it is the game. And that's it. That's what this team has done since the end of training camp
1: all right you know a couple storylines going in clearly uh you know deandre hopkins was traded uh jj watt went to the front office and asked to be released and out of respect out of him and what he meant for that franchise and that community they, they said oh, okay so a little bit different circumstances uh obviously hop was going to hold out in my opinion they knew that he wanted guaranteed money cardinals were able to make the trade and they were able to take care of him long term He's the number one wide receiver, top three in football. So they're a little bit different. They go in, and bring in a new head coach, David Culley, first time a, a head coach. You can see, he's got a lot of uh, knowledge and technique. But they have ter- completely turned that roster over. And maybe we thought we we're going to get Tyrod Taylor. Now it's going to be D- Davis Mills. So once again, uh, we got to you know we'll look at some of the matchups. But Craig, I, w- I want to mention some of the things that happened during the week. And, you know, just based on the press conference, and, and I really enjoy listening to not only Vance Joseph, but Sean Kugler. And, and Coogs came out this week and just talked about the, how close they are. And I got the impression uh, it, when Rodney Hudson comes back, Max Garski is going to be your right guard. That's, that's If I was connecting the dots, now okay. Josh Jones. And then he talked about how Rodney Hudson went to the uh, team on Saturday and said, I want to fly and you're thinking the guy's got ribs he's been in the league a little break for him even though next week um, he won't play and he he went on the trip and he was like a sounding board on the sidelines and it's just the culture and the leadership they brought in and that, you know it's unheard of usually if you're not going to play and you're on ir hey stay home you got you know bruised ribs and probably not going to be on a flight with your lungs but this is a this is just this is a different team they're committed from the top to the bottom
0: They understand what's at stake and if those players that can't participate on the field, if they can help in any way, in your example with Rodney Hudson, yeah, probably better if he did remain at home to rehab, but he felt he would have been a bigger asset if he was on the field to kind of help. As far as being an extra set of eyes, not with respects, not only with respects to the offensive line, but also the offense as well and help out a Kyler Murray. But it does seem like, you know, without Cliff Kingsbury, without Cam Turner, without Chandler Jones, without Zach Allen, without Corey Peters, guys stepping up. And it's not just the next man up mentality. It's those different coaches. It's different position groups. Everyone doing just a little bit more to make sure that this train stays on the track. And it was humming last week against the Cleveland Browns. Seamless. We've heard that word used a lot as far as without your head coach, play caller, nothing skipped. There was no misbeat at all. And the anticipation is, is that's going to be the case this week with the Texans coming to State Farm Stadium.
1: Yeah, when it comes to Spencer Whipple, I got to think he's going to be a little bit more comfortable and confident. Obviously, Cliff's worked on the game plan. Uh, I mean, Sean Coogler has his input. Uh, So when it comes to the running game and based on down and distance and what the defense is going to look like, so it's a collaborative effort. And I think it's going to be a little smoother Um, just from a standpoint. I wasn't anticipating, you know, I, I didn't know how many cooks were in the kitchen. Obviously, Whipple was the guy talking to Kyler they did have a couple guys around him Chris Trevler was a, a you know a sounding born on the sidelines Colt McCoy and and, and they couldn't get the play in at times and to me and I I thought myself when I was watching it this is to be expected now we know over a period of time it's happened to Kingsbury too so then I thought all right in the second half they were clean so I I think the operation will be a little bit more smoother I, I think the butterflies and now they just know this is this is what i've done for a long time i'm a coach and i'm going to put the players in position to make plays
0: yeah they've had a full week now as opposed to 48 hours before week six so let's get everyone an update here on cardinals cover two presented by hyundai proud partner of the arizona cardinals head coach cliff kingsbury Don't know completely his status for Sunday. Again, he has not been at practice all week, so we wait to see on that. Cam Turner, according to Darren Urban on Friday, is back in the building, as is Chandler Jones, though the question was posed to Vance Joseph, MJ, on Friday, as far as, okay, Jones is in the building. He's out of the COVID-19 protocols. Does that mean he's able to play on Sunday? And Coach Joseph was very uh, direct, hey, It's the health of the player, and if he's ready, great. If he's not, then he's not going to play.
1: Uh, That makes sense, and, you know, obviously he was out a while. Um, I would assume he's been working out. You don't know the symptoms initially, Uh, but, you know, Craig, if he played last week, he would have had three or four sacks, and, and you know, I'm glad he's okay, but, man, he he would have have been eaten last week. So um, two games in five days. Um, My thought is Chandler wants to play. He's gonna play, and this is another game where he can get to the quarterback. Um, and then you got another game in five days, but you don't have to play him sixty snaps. You gotta get out to a nice lead. Then you bring in some of your backups, Kennard and Dennis Gardeck, and you know Marcus Golden, um, even a guy like you know some of the outside guys. So, it, I mean, again, it's a long season, so they'll make the right decision. But if I'm Chandler Jones, I want to get out there and knock the rust off, where I don't have to play every snap.
0: Well, here's something to keep in mind with respects to Chandler Jones. He and J.J. Watt now tied at 102 sacks in their career after Watt last week got his first sack in a Cardinals uniform. So if there's any rivalry, if you will, amongst those two as far as what's going on in that locker room, um, not that Chandler's going to sit there and say, hey, I need to play more because of that, but just something, just a little wrinkle, if you will, on that little minor storyline.
1: Yeah, and you know, we know that J.J. Watt's come on. Chandler played really well in week one. I'm sure he's played well in different uh, aspects of the game. We, we always look at the sacks, but he's got the quarterback hits, pressures, knockdowns, uh, forced fumbles, and now we're starting to see the upside of J.J. Watt, and you know, every time I watch the highlight now, uh, they talked about Baker Mayfield, and, of course, they played last night. That's all you see is J.J. Watt knocking him <laughs> down. J.J. Watt's everywhere in that game. That's, that's his highlight film so far because he was in the backfield uh, more than a lot of other guys were.
0: Some other roster notes before we get to what everyone has been waiting for all week long, and that is Mike Jurecki's three keys to victory plus the X-Factor and his intangible for Week 7. But the Cardinals did place Kylie Fitz on injured reserve. He made the announcements on social media thursday but officially done for the season because of concussions also unavailable this week Darrell daniels a hamstring injury and Rashad lawrence a calf injury those two players have been ruled out already for sunday so my guess is that jonathan ledbetter Will be once again elevated from the practice squad to the active roster on Sunday. And we're, what, 10 minutes into this edition of Cardinals Cover Two? And the same name, Zach Ertz, hasn't been brought up once. But with Daniels out, Ertz certainly gonna come in and be that number one tight end. But it's his Cardinals debut coming up on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and he's a plug and play guy. Uh, you know, just watching him during the open portion of practice, uh, he runs good routes, they're crisp. Uh, you know, again, uh, he's more of a pass-catching tight end, but you got to give him effort when it comes to blocking. You know, he's a guy that's going to try to hold up and then release. Uh, looks like they're on the same page. Uh, the fact is another thing that happened uh, when they flew to Cleveland, uh, for some reason, they had Zach Ertz and Kyler Murray sitting right next to each oh, you know other. Oh,
0: you know what the reason was. It wasn't some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Kyler said he didn't get into it, but obviously it was done by design and so they had a conversation talked life talked about you know obviously the offense et cetera. so that was huge that he went there another guy like rodney hudson again he could have stayed home and got his things together and got you know get off the phoenix but anyways uh yeah i mean it's 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 really going to be exciting because again i think max williams is more of an overall player but what they're asking him to do in this offense the way the offense is line is protected kyle murray they can use him in 11 personnel, and we know how effective that tight end could be over the middle. It's
0: not, um, it is an upgrade as far as pass catching, and I don't know if it's an upgrade with respect to the blocking aspect when you look at Zach Gertz versus Max Williams, but to your point, plug and play, you're just wanting someone in that position to where it's not an interchangeable where you have to rotate a Darrell Daniels um, or you have to bring in Demetrius Harrison. It's a continuous rotation. You just want one guy that you can trust. They trusted Max Williams, and I believe they trust Zach Gertz to do that to where if he's targeted, great. And if he's needed in there to block, then he can do that as well, or at least just enough to where that offense stays on track in both the pass and run game.
1: Yeah, Daniels was uh, probably the second best uh, blocking tight end on the roster. You mentioned he's not going to play, so now you're down to Demetrius Harris. Uh, obviously, after Zach Ertz, and I would think you know Ross Travis, and he's more of a pass catching tight end. So I got to think Sean Harlow could be up. He's a guy you can put on the outside line, just like they did with Josh Jones last year. So Cardinals will have you know seven, eight guys up, and I think they're going to have to utilize those guys as extra blockers when they want to go heavy. Uh, and some of their jumbo packages but clearly Hertz is going to get his uh, plenty of opportunities and again it wouldn't surprise me he gets five or six uh, catches maybe you know again they're going to spread the ball around so we just don't know uh, but he is part of the game plan moving forward
0: by the way a shout out to max williams who according to chase edmonds on social media underwent surgery on thursday don't know what kind obviously we know williams hurt his knee but We wish nothing but the best as far as the speed of recover for Max Williams and hope that next season he is in a Cardinals uniform, something that we'll all be paying attention to over the next several weeks and months ahead, but uh, certainly wish nothing but the best for Max Williams and his family because it's now a long road ahead for him.
1: Yeah, and and normally after the injury, um, you got to clear, uh, make sure with the MRI, and then you you know get a second opinion, so to speak, and then you got to let the swelling go down, and that's the reason why he's had the surgery. So, um, you know, I'm sure he's going to be stir crazy. Obviously, the first four to six weeks, it's going to be uh, you know a lot of rehab, and uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him around. Um, you know, he's a guy that. You know, he's beloved in the locker room. He's a leader. And so, you know, he's, you know, I don't know if he's going to go back to his uh, hometown in the offseason. I assume he's been living here. So I I think once he's able to get up and walk around, we could see him a, as a support guy. He can be great for some of the young, young, young tight ends.
0: Absolutely. Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. All right, MJ, let's get into it. Week 7, the 6 and 0 Cardinals host the 1 and 5 Texans. One twenty five is the kickoff. 8:30 a.m. pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. The only undefeated team left in the National Football League. Obviously, the Cardinals hoping to get to 7 and 0. MJ, what's it going to take for this team to maintain that unblemished record? All
1: right, number 1 established the run the texans gave up 174 yards on 26 carries 6.7 yards per carry from the colts two rushing tds so i know they want to throw the ball around and we'll get into that in a moment but based on what the uh, colts did last week and they really attacked that front seven and they don't have a lot of you know big time names they got some guys that play with a high effort now i will say this Lovey Smith does a really good job with that cover two. So he's going to probably try to keep everything underneath. I don't know if they got the guys to cover in the back end, but that's Lovey's forte, is to play that cover two where everything's in front. So that's where you got to win at the line of scrimmage. But I'm going to try to establish the run with that one two punch, get Rondo more involved, you know, more in the slot game. And I think the Cardinals can take advantage of that. And, and maybe we can see them get out to a good lead here in the first quarter or the first half.
0: And good news, especially for those fantasy owners. Chase Edmonds does not carry an injury designation for this week. Yes, he was limited Wednesday and Thursday, but full participants on Friday he has been dealing with that shoulder injury. And I think that's why we saw a lot more James Conner against the Cleveland Browns, especially late in that contest. And I do like what you said. Rondell Moore more involved especially out of the backfield either coming across the line of scrimmage in a jet sweep or even hand the ball off to him or it's one of those little short passes that you always like to say you in your mind view those as run plays.
1: Yeah and you notice I didn't mention Kyler Murray. (laughs)
0: Less and less people are starting to talk about Kyler Murray in the run game. Great article on azcardinals.com from Darren Urban about the percentage of runs as far as rushing yards for Kyle Murray last year at this time compared to this year at this time he is not running as much they're not needing him as much
1: I still want to take him to take off one or two times uh, you know I think we'll see it again on Sunday that's just who he is all right so established the run again based on history I don't know if they have the horses like when Lovey had the Bears uh obviously they don't so they're going to try to keep everything in front now also When I say that, you wanna spread them out. Take advantage of their secondary. Carson Wentz was 11 for 20, very pedestrian, Craig. 223 yards, two touchdowns. He averaged 11.2 yards per attempt. Quarterback rating, 127.7. So you you wanna drop the safety in the box? I'm gonna spread you out and I'm gonna attack that secondary.
0: Well, you look at defensively, the texans they're actually better against the pass than they are against the run but still 18th is not great and i just don't know and you could say this mj about any team that goes against the cardinals weapons sure. who's going to cover deandre hopkins who's going to cover a.j green Rondell moore christian kirk now all of a sudden zach ertz there's five right there and that's not even accounting for the running backs james connor and chase evans and both have shown their ability To catch the ball out of the backfield so now all of a sudden you've got seven (laughs) seven playmakers pass catchers that no one not even the best defenses in the league have seven dbs slash uh, linebackers that could cover any number of those players
1: yeah normally teams now that you know you, you have two really good corners and then you throw the guy in the slot i i agree with that and that's the reason why they're going to spread teams out and that's the reason why they score points uh, you're not seeing a lot of field goals in the red zone you're seeing points and you know one of the one of those things is you know the rpos and the pistols and the fact that Kyla murray is making better decisions um you know that that's why this offense is humming and, and i think it's very sustainable yes somebody's going to try to come up with a the spy doesn't work Teams have done it every week. Uh, Cardinals try to do it with Russell Wilson. You're taking a guy out of coverage, so they, you know there's going to be someone and some team, or you know they're they're going to you know put seven guys in coverage and rush three and make you make you throw into tight windows, and that's when he's going to take off and run. You know, we'll play a little cat and mouse or a little chess here. So yeah. So anyways, he, I, I'm the way Kyler's playing. I'm very comfortable knowing that with with Cliff there or not, and just his uh, his knowledge and his trust in both Cam Turner and uh, Spencer Whipple, um, he's going to be good to go on Sunday. No worries there.
0: By the way, and I heard Darren bring this up on Cardinals Underground. Just because it is the Texans, it would not surprise Darren. Let me ask you if it would surprise you that DeAndre Hopkins is targeted maybe just a little bit more especially early because it is his former team. I don't think it's going to be a a main point of emphasis the entire game. Now, who do the Texans have to take away DeAndre Hopkins? They don't have someone like that. But just because it is the Texans and you know both Hop and J.J. Watt want good games on Sunday, but perhaps Kyler looks number 10's direction just a little bit more maybe on that opening drive.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't address the media this week. So obviously it's it's it's, an, it, it's another game for J.J. Watt because again, they allowed him to leave. It, DeAndre Hopkins wasn't happy there. So there's probably a little, and, and it really was from ownership and then the GM and the head coach. So, and, and the head coach was a GM. So I think there's a little tension there, but obviously he's he's living life in Arizona and he's moved on. Um, but that, that's a good point from Darren, because I, I do see that when Cliff's putting the game plan together, he's probably looking at who they got, okay? And this is hop, kind of a, uh, I think the game would be a little bit different if it was in Houston. Um, but I do think Texans fans are going to be out here, and they're going to see some J.J. Watt jerseys and DeAndre Hopkins jerseys. And I don't think we're going to see any David Johnson jerseys.
0: Ten years, seven years, respectively, J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins with the Houston Texans, those... Those players owe their NFL careers to that franchise. And that's what J.J. Watt spoke about earlier this week, is he's always going to be a Houston Texan. and But sometimes, you know, a change is needed. And he felt a change was needed. And now it's the Cardinals where his focus is. But he does consider his time, cherish those memories with Houston and the Houston Texans fans so it is going to be different but as JJ Watt added after that it's not like he's going to forget which guy I'm supposed to tackle so he's not all of a sudden going to start tackling the guys in red versus the Houston Texans so something to pay attention to or keep an eye on but uh yeah it's going to be different it has to be different
1: yeah and he also mentioned when he's watching film half the guys aren't even on the roster that he was there and the only thing he recognizes was the field he was playing on and and aj green similar aj green he thanked the brown family he said i'm rooting for uh you know joe burrow and zach taylor uh they were classy to me it was time for a change hit the reset button he said i made a lot of money Um, i have a lot of accolades going over a thousand yards at this point the only thing missing is that ring and that means getting to the championship or the super bowl in this case and trying to win it and they feel good about that but i I like their approach because uh, again uh, go back to the off season why are the cardinals signing a.j green this guy says anything left did you watch the film last year and here he is putting up touchdowns um, really really impressed with his demeanor and how he goes about his business um and in the fact that he mentioned this week that Sean Jefferson went to his house yeah I heard that that was that was a little, little interesting nugget that AJ Green dropped on everyone this week and that was before training camp because we talk about you only get so much time with these guys and here's a guy you know I'm sure there's terminology or vocabulary is different but everything's predicated on on the defense and in the route running so you know it took Larry a little while to figure it out and in last thing you want to do is when you break the huddles you're, you're thinking so The fact that he looked that well in training camp—that was impressive. Because in the first couple days, as we pointed out, and nobody wanted to buy into it, Rondell Moore and and AJ Green—they couldn't cover him in the first couple days of practice. MJ's three keys to victory:
0: number one, establish the run; number two, take advantage of the Houston secondary; number three is what?
1: Well, bring pressure on Davis Mills. If you're Vance, you're gonna bring pressure for the young fella and you know they uh, they're running the ball the problem is when you're you're behind so much you can't really run the ball and and they won their first game of the season and they were able to kind of play ball control and i think when you have three different running backs on the roster that was their plan to kind of shorten the game but last week he was 29 of 43 243 yards two t- interceptions quarterback rating 62.5 so i'm bringing pressure on him and, and a lot of three and outs and you know gain field position
0: he's been sacked 13 times talking about davis mills who in four starts 0 and four as a starter five touchdowns seven interceptions that first win that was with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback when the Texans beat the Jaguars, but Taylor still on injured reserve. He was eligible to return this week, but hasn't been designated to return. So that is why Davis Mills is the quarterback.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they, uh, I think they promoted a, a, a practice squad guy. So I think they're ready for Taylor. but They thought he would be hoping ready, but the uh, last thing David Culley wants to do is rush him back and then you got to go back to a young fella. So. Yeah, I'm putting a lot of pressure on him. Um, I noticed, you know, Vance when he first got here, obviously with Patrick Peterson and, and Alford, they were playing that man-to-man press. We're starting to see a lot more zone, a lot more zone from the Cardinals defense because they feel like they can cover the entire field with their playmakers, corners, um, safeties, linebackers. So based on personnel, they they've trying to change what they uh, what they initially wanted to do back a uh, couple three years ago. All right, so we've got your three keys to make
0: sure this Cardinals team improves to seven and zero. What's the X factor?
1: Well, the matchup to watch is Zach Ertz against the Texans linebackers. Now, tight ends played a small role in the Cardinals offense prior to Max Williams going down. The Cardinals tight ends were on the field for two hundred eighty-five offensive snaps. That's thirty-first in football. Again, they do run a lot. Of, they were target the position only eighteen times, which was last. So, Ertz will likely change those numbers just based on more targets, more touches, and possibly some touchdowns. I mean, I'm not going to put too much on the plate. They're sharing the ball around, so whoever's open, Kyle's going to throw it to. Now, when it comes to covering tight ends, the Texans have had issues. Now, Zach Cuttingham was the primary coverage tight ends. Um, I think they're 31st and covering the tight ends they've given them a close to 300 yards and i want to say three or four touchdowns now they got another guy named christian kirksey and uh gruger hill they're handling most of the snaps. so initially they wanted zach cunningham to do that uh, but that's an area where you can target because they're not really well built up the middle of the field
0: sounds like flashbacks to the cardinals issues covering the <laughs> tight end and the <laughs> weekly questions to vance joseph <laughs> To the point where I think by week nine or ten, he started he answering it. those questions before they were even asked because he knew they were coming. <laughs> um, but that was, again, that was two years ago, and that his defense is right now, if not the best, one of the de- best in the National Football League. So the X Factor, Zach Gertz, it's, it's interesting because, you know, how much more does the tight end become – part of this offense? Is it a lot more? I don't think it's a lot more. I do think it might be more. It will be interesting though to see how long it takes because I don't think it's going to be this week. It might not even be next week or the week after. It might not be until maybe November or December to where you have a full month with Zach Ertz within the system and getting comfortable and getting on the same page. I know he talked about extra practice with him and Kyler Murray during special teams periods. Those two would go off on another field and just kind of either talk or run routes on air because that is big, that chemistry between quarterback and pass catcher, you know, where does Zach Ertz like the ball? Well, it's a different quarterback now than what he's ever had. And what does Kyler Murray like to do? So those discussions, they started immediately. It's why they were sitting next to each other on the plane to and from Cleveland. And I'm sure it's happened every single day at the facility as well.
1: Yeah, I you know, what was my biggest concern when Mac Williams went down? 11 personnel. This allows them to go back to play 11 personnel. Yeah. Now, again, Max was a guy who was 50-50. He'd either go off for a pass or he would block. And they run out of 11 personnel. They throw out of 11 personnel. So you've got a plug-and-play guy where they can really not not shy away from it. They're like 11, 12. And, of course, now they have guys that they can go four wide with Chase mens in a backfield. So th- those are really the three top personnel groupings. But that was my biggest, uh, how are you going to replace Max Williams in 11 personnel? And this is the perfect guy. Again, uh based on the offensive line, the way they're blocking on the edges, I think you can get by with it. But against other front uh the Rams and the 49ers, uh, it's gonna be a little bit more difficult.
0: All right, so Zach Ertz, the X Factor,
1: what's the intangible this week, MJ? You ready? I'm ready. Always take, ready. Take care of business. No ifs, no ands, and no buts, no excuses. I take like care it. of business. Short and,
0: short and sweet or short and simple. And best case scenario, you get off to a good lead, and then that fourth quarter, you can maybe rest some guys. I know it's... It doesn't happen a lot, especially in the National Football League. Blowouts are rare, and maybe we've gotten a little spoiled with what the Cardinals have done, especially against quality opponents as far as these two- and three-score leads. But with a game on Thursday, the quickest way or the quickest you can get Kyler Murray off the field, maybe even J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the better. But that can't be the focus. That can't be part of the game plan. That's just got to be something that, hey, where we're at right now this allows us. To bring those guys off the field and let them be spectators, but it can't be. It can't be. All right, this is what we need to do in order for that to happen. No, no, no. This has got to be a byproduct.
1: No, they have to anticipate going in there and playing full four uh, quarters. Now you get through the fourth quarter, eight minutes left, and you're up by two scores. Then all of a sudden, coaches will start having that conversation with Vance. You'll walk over. There, hey, this guy's been playing a lot. We got a game in four or five days. Let's do that. But right now, the mindset's go in there and play full four quarters. And, you know, like I said, you get to eight or nine minutes in the fourth quarter, maybe you could start to tail off based on um, you got to be up by two or three scores. And, and again, we'll see what the score is at halftime. That will dictate what they're going to do in the second half.
0: All right, week seven, Mike Jarecki's three keys to victory, establish the run, take advantage of the Houston secondary, bring pressure on Davis Mills. The X-Factor tied in Zach Ertz. He makes his Cardinals debut on Sunday. The intangible, very simple. Take care of business. You're the better team on paper. You're the better team off paper, if you will, as far as just lining up next to each other. There's no reason why the Cardinals should not walk off the
1: field on Sunday 7-0. and and the last time they were seven and zero was 1974 and do you know what sitcom debuted with that year. Oh, my goodness,
0: no, I, that was the year I was born as I date myself so uh, 74 the sitcom. Uh... Hey, happy, happy days? days. Okay. All right. I do happy. know. I do know that show. My guess is MJ, are several here that are listening to this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 <laughs> presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals that are going happy days. What, what's happy days? As Ron Wolfley likes to say, Google it.
1: He, um, Mark Dalton told me Joe Ryan, uh, you know, Joe Ryan, he works at the uh, stadium. He was the uh, Mark Dalton in St. Louis in 74. Okay. All right,
0: 1974. Yeah. Yeah. Best start in Cardinals history, 7-0, a chance to match that this week again. 125 is the kickoff, 8.30 a.m. Pre-game coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network.
1: All right, how about Kyler Murray taking guys out to break bread? <laughs> I love what Sean
0: Kugler said, too. Hey, of course they want Kyler to be uh, take them out because he'll pick up the tab. He makes the most out of all those guys. Or he'll yeah. eventually make the most out of all those guys. Yeah,
1: because I'm thinking Hump's, Hump, Hump's making good money. Justin yeah. Hughes making good money. Kyler's on a, his rookie contract. You know <laughs> the other guys. You know they haven't cashed in like Kyler. But yeah, see, once again, just doing the right thing. I'm sure his rookie season was going home and playing XBox. I mean, I just that's just you know once you get the trust of your teammates, going out for dinner. That's the right thing to do. Uh, he doesn't have to do it. Th- and it sounds like they have a lot of uh, you know. What they call them is, um not get-togethers uh, camaraderie uh, events where everyone's there so that's awesome that, that's how teams become closer not only on the field not only in a locker room but off the field and, and if you
0: th- don't think it, it matters yeah just look at what the cardinals have done so far with this 6-0 and start real quick before we head on out of here on this football friday cardinals cover 2 presented by hyundai proud partner of the arizona cardinals The rest of the NFC West this week, the Rams host the Lions and Jared Goff. So he faces his former team. The 49ers, after being off last week, host the Colts on Sunday night football. The Seahawks host the Saints on Monday night football. And then I was thinking about this as well. You go from Sunday night football, Monday night football to Thursday night football. The NFC West spotlighted in three straight primetime games the NFC best there you go
1: they should change to the NFC best
0: although it's kind of just two teams in the NFC West right now the Cardinals and the Rams the 49ers and Seahawks are kind of falling off a little bit
1: yeah okay you look at the NFC East uh, who do you got just the Cowboys you look at the uh, the North Packers Vikings are coming on I guess Bears rookie quarterback Look at the South. It's the Bucks, Carolina. Are they for real? Yeah. And, and the Rams are still a quality team. Cardinals still a quality team. Yep. And You know, if Russell Wilson didn't go down, I, I gotta think they would have a winning. And Jimmy G's coming back. <laughs> so I mean, he's got a winning record. That's true. I mean, so uh, last year, in fairness, the AFC North had three teams in the playoffs. Yes. Steelers, Ravens, and Cincinnati. So you could say. Uh, you know, Cardinals obviously should have been in the playoffs, but they weren't. Um, before we go, I just want to get into some of these numbers on Kyler Murray. Have you seen them?
0: I have seen them. They're very, very impressive.
1: Now, what did we talk about the last couple of years? The 11, the 19, and they call that the money zone. I would think the uh, the red zone should be the green zone. I mean, like, go. That's where you make your money. So, over the last three years, his improvement as a passer throwing 10 to 19 yards so 10 to 19 downfield is significantly across his first three years so his first year was 53-4 second year was 75-5 this year it's 93.7 through three weeks you you're and talking I were, about
0: his his grades
1: grades yep through 10 to the 19 and you and i were talking about before the show that's that's the addition of rodney hudson That's the addition of the weapons, that's addition of him reading defenses, and that's where you move the sticks. The intermediate passing game, which we talked
0: a lot about in the off season, it's, okay, it's easy for me to say, but the shorter passes, the quick screens, everyone can do that. Kyler Murray is great throwing the deep ball. The numbers bear that out. It was that 10 to 19, especially down the middle between the hash marks, could he improve in that area? And he has done that leaps and bounds. It's a credit to him, but also part of that is he's got more weapons to throw to. It's not just DeAndre Hopkins like it was last year. There's other players around him, plus a better offensive line. He's got the protection, he's got the time in order to get to the ball to those playmakers in that 10 to 19-yard range.
1: All right, he becomes the fourth quarterback in Super Bowl era to post 6-0 and record. 1,700-plus passing yards, 70% completion percentage through the first six games. you know who the other three are?
0: I could take a guess, but just go ahead and give them to me.
1: Okay, I got to find it here because I I tweeted out and I'm looking at my Twitter feed. Um, Well, it's it's good company. I can tell you that, Grease. My guess is, let's see, Tom Brady,
0: Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees.
1: Peyton Manning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, the other three were Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady are the only other quarterbacks to accomplish that feat. Pretty good company. Yes, very good company. And then the last year, because I just marvel at these numbers year three, he leads the NFL in completion percentage. And... Second overall in average yards per attempt, 8.9.
0: And he's, I believe, the number is 110 consecutive pass attempts without an interception. That is right. So he's, he's got me. that run he's,
1: right now. Yeah, I, I didn't want to tweet that out, though.
0: <laughs> well, we don't believe in jinxes here.
1: <laughs> no, but it's like oh. first quarter. Oh, thanks. All right. <laughs> I'll wait for another game.
0: <laughs> I gotcha. All right. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> or I'll, I'll, i know the list. I'll look at the other two and see if they throw, then I can say he's the leader right now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and on that note, let's put a lid on this
0: edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Almohandro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.